a book. Sorry, I realized what? I had lipstick on my teeth. <laughs> oh, well, you you cannot. You have you can't mess with the perfection. The teeth have to be cleaned. Uh, I saw your video that you posted, and I saw the blue. And you like saw the cap. Blue. Yeah, you saw it the blue. So yeah, on your you know your lips. It's yeah, so yeah, pretty. yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to make fun of me because when I watched it back, I could see the inner lip was like, there's a really oh. clear line where you can see the red because I didn't go oh, far no, enough. I didn't, I did not notice. I only saw perfection, miss ma'am. Only perfection. Isn't no, the colors were really pretty. It's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. The first show of 2024. Um, How in the F? How on the app did we get here? Melanie was just talking um, earlier in the DMs about this will be our third year. Is that what you said? Really? going to be our fourth year in a, like as of April, <laughs> like not that we've done four years, but we'll be in our fourth year come April. Wow. But we have done almost three full years of this. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what though? Like it feels like it. And then it also mm -hmm. doesn't, it feels like it went so freaking fast, but you, yeah. you mentioned like the growth, I think that we both had have mm. had as human beings over this last few years mm -hmm. and truly being on this podcast has changed like the fabric of who I am and how I speak to humans. It's mm. amazing. Yeah, I I think you're right. Like I I think I kind of learned to be like confident talking to people when I worked as a flight attendant, but I don't think I had learned to do what we do now, which is like also bring like a level of authenticity to that. Like yeah, to to bring yourself to it and to feel like yeah, like when we we're chatting in DMs and I was just like the way I know we've done it for so long is because no matter how nervous I get beforehand, once we actually get doing it, I'm calm. Like I'm mostly calm and I'm like, oh, even if it's scary and it's people, <laughs> like we, we know what we're doing, you know? And I think that it does translate in real life to situations where I'm like feeling anxious and that, you know, that social anxiety kicks in hard, but then yeah, the training of the pod. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the truth though. And, and it is, it's like one of those things where you know, I've done this. Yeah. I can, I can do it in real life. It maybe is a little more awkward in real life, but I still know I can bullshit my way through if need yes. be. At so, least yeah. for a limited time, you know, like yeah. a, a couple hours, I can do it. Like I can really do it. Two hours is my golden hours. After that, you'll probably see a different Melanie who needs to hide under the blankets. <laughs> <laughs> she turns slowly into a troll. She slowly morphs into a troll. I'm always a troll. It's just like lurking. Um, can I ask you something? What is in that freaking bag behind you? Is that where oh. you're hiding the bodies? Like, why God, is it in my frame? I, I don't know. I'm so mad about that. I'm what? so mad about that stupid bag because it's we have a pellet stove for our like our what's fireplace. A, what's a pellet stove? So, <laughs> so <laughs> oh, I'm going to learn today. <laughs> let me let in my little knowledge mm. of what a pellet stove really is. Let me tell you. So basically it is a here. Let me move this a little. 
See that? Oh, yeah. A little fireplace. So it's a fireplace, but instead of like real wood, mm. we have like little pellets that are basically like condensed little fire things. Gotcha. Like little, we call them briquettes, I think. Yes. Kind of like that. What is, uh, what, darling, what what's is- in your screen? You're, 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 you're going into the darkness. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I was like, how did that happen? Um, what so was <laughs> it was my light, my camera, like it got moved. Uh. Um, so the bag is the pellets and Armando came in before we you know, started recording mm-hmm. and got the pellet stove already. So yeah. half of the pellets are in the stove ready to be lit. Mm. Um, but he just left the bag there. The bag. Normally the bag is on the opposite side. And but he just left it there, Letting the and team I didn't down, notice. I'm under. <laughs> Although I, I, I gave you a good ten minute break in between the interview till now, you could have moved the bag. <laughs> oh, I forgot about it. I like I noticed right before we started recording, <laughs> and then I totally, totally forgot. No, um, I love it. I yeah. actually love random stuff like that. I like seeing like I know you do because you always ask me what's about behind things. It. Yeah, I do. Oh, I see a stack of Sinner's Isle. That is a yeah. handsome stack, my friend. Thank you. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to throw you from your um, intro. <laughs> I was going to say, it's it's fall 2023, flying start, Angela Montoya. And it was quite something seeing it, like when you did the physical magazine with your face in that spread. Like, that was, that was fucking cool, my friend. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's something about seeing it physically yeah. mm. um really just like oh wow okay like it's a thing i'm a thing yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> are a thing you are a thing, a We're thing. In the presence and- of celebrity right now is yes, what I'm major saying. major celebrity everywhere yeah. i walk people are like wait do i know you do i know who is she who is she <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's funny to say I went to um, my niece's dance recital. Yeah. And this lady, this girl was like, wait, who do I know you from somewhere? Mm. And I in my my head, I was like, oh my God, she must recognize me. And then she was like, oh wait, are you are you Joey's sister? And I was like, oh fuck, yes, that's my brother. <laughs> yeah. So you were like, this is it. I'm being recognized in public. <laughs> it's gonna happen though. It's gonna happen for sure. They won't well, recognize now me. that we're on IMDb, it's gonna happen. What is that? Do you know? Like, how do? How would we end up there? Because we're with we're iconic. <laughs> I think we'll just go with that. I yeah. think it's when they're like, "Wow, wow!" Yeah. That's when they go. You know what? Let's IMBD their asses. Probably because we do video. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know how I've... the hell it works. I don't know. I looked up a few other writing podcasts and I didn't see any others. I mean, there were others, but none that I knew. Like ones I expected to be there weren't there. <laughs> oh, so interesting. Yes, the celebrity. Um, who, who the hell knows? I don't know. They're going to take it down after this episode. <laughs> They're like, They're that like, was, a mistake. <laughs> it was a mistake. It was a mistake. You know, but it was cool to see. Like, it's It's like something like, I don't know if you I've throughout life when I'm like looking someone up, I would find myself on the on those pages. So it was like so surreal 
Because every now and then I just type the podcast in. I'm curious what comes up. And I was like shooketh to see that. I was like, this is not, it can't be us. I thought someone else has taken our name and made something. How dare they? But no, it's us. But no, it's us. And you can click through and it lists all our episodes as well. So anyone who's been a guest on the show is also on IMDb. So you're also celebrities listed as, I don't know, like whatever. (laughs) I don't know why. I think it's the video. It must be podcasts without video. Can't be on that because it's like uh, we're a show. We're technically a show. Ah, well, look at us. Look at us. That is us. That's our, hey, we're 20, we're in 2024. We're out here just living it up. We are, (laughs) we're in things. (laughs) Yes. How's the year started for you? Um, good, good, Melanie. Pretty good. Good. I, um, like as far as projects are going, I am, I haven't heard anything uh, for a cruel thirst yet. Like we're in Mm. basically like we're getting close to the end with edits. We're in like the nitty gritty. Yeah. Um, and do we have a date? Do we have a date? I do. I do. everything. Yes, I do. And, um, it's, it's a while. (laughs) Is it? Yeah, I can, I, I, I'm sure I can tell you guys. I mean, just between us, too and 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 our listeners yeah yeah and our imd channel is imbd indb i i thought it was also i am imbd it's imdb i only just uh, (laughs) just us and our imdb fans um no so the date is december 31st oh that's a fancy date though you always it's new year's iconic dates yeah like that is quite yeah. an iconic day. It is a while away, but it'll give us time to like get excited and get the masses frothing for this yeah, new froth, masterpiece. Please, yes, yeah. frothing, just froth away. Um, no, I, when I heard it, because my editor Bria like kind of broke down, which was really mm-hmm. cool. She broke down uh, how they came to that date and why and all these things, and I was just thinking, oh, this is this is awesome. Like for mm-hmm. one. Sinner's Isle came out on Halloween, an awesome, obviously, yeah. day. Um, but now I'm getting another holiday, which would be really yeah. fun. And um, and yeah, it just gives us more time to mm. celebrate. I got a whole freaking year yeah. to go. But it goes uh, so quick is what we've learned because like yeah. that really crept up. At, like it was forever and then suddenly it was there, you know? Which yeah. Well, so I think, yeah. and you're so busy now with lots of projects it's gonna just fly by you won't even I don't think it'll be like when you were waiting for stuff to happen with Sinner's Isle because you have a lot cooking away now so it'll be more like wait what it's December again (laughs) no for sure that's how it feels already like it feels like such a different experience from Sinner's Isle Mm. um like I feel so much more calm about things and I'm like oh I know what to expect I mean obviously things are always shifting and but um, like I just keep like clinging to the idea and to like the desire to just enjoy this, mm. whatever, whatever these steps are. I just want to enjoy it because who yeah. knows how long this journey lasts. Obviously, I want to continue to write for as long as possible, but like mm-hmm. who freaking knows? And so like all of these things, I just feel like so lucky and blessed and grateful and humbled about so 
Um, so a year, hell yeah. Like yes. we'll celebrate it and yeah, staying busy. Um, I'm working on a new pitch for a new young adult romanticy and, um, yeah. it's really fun and it's gonna, I think it's gonna stretch me a lot. And so yeah. I'm pretty excited. In what and way? Then, um, well, cause I'm, I'm switching over to first person present. And I love it. I like, can we just <laughs> pause for a moment to say that I have borne witness to you starting to write, I don't know why I'm so close up in your grill now. I had to lean forward. Um, I have borne witness to your first person changeover and it is yummy. It is, you're, you've always been a brilliant writer I, there's mm. just like an uh, an urgency, a closeness mm. that really comes with first person that that I love. And yeah, reading a Montoya in first person point of view is is gonna rock the publishing world. <laughs> yes, yeah, no one is ready. No, to be warned. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm really excited for that. And mm. then uh, I want to try my hand in an adult fantasy this this year. So are we gonna I go, go spicy? Yes, girl. I wanna go how, steamy. How many chili peppers? Like one chili pepper is, you know, kissing behind the school whatever bleachers. What do you say in America? Kissing behind the yeah, bleachers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I did it. Uh and like <laughs> ten would be <laughs> unspeakable things in a public place. <laughs> oh. Are there doorknobs involved? Are there doorknobs? Yes, 10 would be (laughs) doorknobs. I don't know. I don't know what my comfort level is in like Mm. writing. Like, like, Mm -hmm. see, I I was just thinking of a thing and I started to giggle. So we'll see how. Yeah. But I like, I love, I love steamy romances. So Mm. is it going to be fantasy? Are we going to get like Ice Planet Barbarians, Montoya? Could be. It could be. <laughs> I was saying, and I, you know, spoiler alert for a book that hasn't been written. Um, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings fanfic. But oh without my hot- Lord, that's gonna sell like hotcakes. That's an untapped resource. Yeah, so we're going sexy. We're going sexy. Yeah, it's a little bit of a yeah. little bit of elf action. <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of hobbit in the bleachers. <laughs> You know, hey, there's a, there there is a market for that. There is the a hairy feet. That, the hairy feet there do it, folks. I'm ready. Uh, yeah. So that's what I'm. That's my what I'm up to. How how has 2024 been treating you so far? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it, it's been a mixture. It's been a mixed bag. Yeah. Like I think. Uh, Man, it was funny when we were chatting to Camilla and she was like, you can have like so much silence and then all on one day, a bunch of shit can happen. And I so had that the other day as like, I had query whiplash. Like I got in one, in like, in less than 24 hours, I got a rejection on a full that had been out for a while. I got a new offer on a, not a new offer, a new request for a full from a freaking dream agent. And I had another freaking like ultimate dream agent also touch base to be like, they're still interested in reading. So I have query whiplash, but um, no, I'm probably just a bit tired from the, you know, like 
I think uh, something that's getting more awareness recently, like talking mental health stuff, is like how draining the end of year holidays can be for a lot of people. Like that's real. And yeah, for me, it tends to be a time when I just, I'll have more panic attacks than usual. And you know, Mm. I run a tight ship with mental health. So it's like where in the past, like I used to deal with that a lot more. When I have those big ones now, it's, ah, you know, it's like startling. But yeah, I'm just doing my self-care and looking after. There's been lots of little magical moments too, but she's a bit tired the last couple of days from the end of year. So just doing my yoga, doing my meditation and yeah, like mental health awareness for those of you who like struggle during that period. Or I think even if you have a lovely time, it really is a season where I know about you, but I find that that changing of year, you really reflect on, you know, what was, what is, the meaning of life. Yeah. All of the above, 100%. Do you feel like, like, can you tell when you're like feeling triggered or like it's coming? Like, do you You know? know With anxiety attacks, I can. The really shit thing about like, the kind of panic attack I had like around New Year's is like this, I call these the big ones. Like you feel, it feels like dying. If it honest to God feels like dying, your vision just kind of blacks out and everything. And it was out of the blue. I was just chilling on the couch. So those are kind of the worst because I can't predict them coming. And like, I literally, we can, let's laugh about my trauma. I literally was like, and cause I've experienced it before. Like I've dealt with this for years now. So, you know, historically when I would have one that big, I'd be like, I feel like I'm dying and I'd go into hospital. But I was like, you know, I've done that. (laughs) I've done that quite a few times. And I feel like if I'm dying, you know, I'm doing the things I love. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Turned to my husband calmly. I was like, listen, I'm having a really bad panic attack. I was like, it feels like I'm dying. Everything, everything in my body right now feels fucked. It's like my vision's just going black. Everything's triggering. And I was like, I was like, you know, so I don't want to be dramatic about it. I was like, but you know, just know I love you. And I was like, you know, if I die. (laughs) Oh no. I was like, make sure you like fuck some hot bitches. (laughs) Melanie, wait. Sorry. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. I have to give some credit to dying Mel. (laughs) Because I literally felt like I was dying. And the thing about my husband Philip is he is like the sweet, the sweetest, most loyal anime husband. Like if I died young, he would build shrines in my honor. He'd be tattooing his my name on his body. And you know, like, I want the shrine. Don't get me wrong. I want the shrine. I want to be immortalized. But I was also just like. I would want him to have a little bit of fun, you know? Like, I still want him to be mine if there's an afterlife and, like, I I want us to find each other again. But he shouldn't have, like... (laughs) It was very generous of Mel because... That was generous. (laughs) 20-year-old Mel would have been like, if you look at any other bitch, you're going to die while I'm dead. (laughs) I will haunt your fucking ass. So, you know, 37-year-old Mel who felt like she... Well, I'm going to be 37, who felt like she was dying was like... Yeah, you know, like we're gonna laugh about this, and you know, I went to see my therapist, and and we're here. It was just a big panic attack, you know, and yeah. and I have them, but because it's so rare now, it's kind of like 
it's like a shock out of nowhere. You know, it's like, imagine suddenly just starting to give birth out of nowhere. You know, you haven't had children for, <laughs> you know, so this is a terrible example. I'm sorry. It's but just- it would be terrible. It would be very, very shocking. It, so it was shit. <laughs> yeah. It was shit. But I bring it up just because I, I know a lot of people go through that, that time of year. And I think even if you're, yeah, like doing like, I was just watching a movie doing chill stuff, but I think it's the time of year you start to think about like people you haven't seen and like where life's going and like whatever. As an overthinker, as a highly anxious person, I'm prone to these things. I just generally run a super tight ship. (laughs) So it sucked a bag of big ones, my friend, but you know, it was weirdly empowering as well because afterwards I was like, I literally just kind of faced death today. Like that's how it felt. And I was like, and you know, I used to do that all the time, but weirdly when it's all the time, yeah, you just get used to that. But out of the blue like that, I was like, yeah. And like, I kind of was just like, well, I'm doing what I love. I'm like loving the way I see I can. And yeah, I kind of, I felt like I wanted to share it because it, it's not just me. A lot of people have those feelings come up this time of year. And yeah, you're seen, you're loved, be gentle to yourself, do all your self-care things. And, you know, by the time I went and the irony of like like trying to just deal with it myself and not rushing off to hospital, it was a non-event in a way because the next day I was like, okay, we're laughing about this. We are choosing to laugh (laughs) because what else can you do? Isn't that all of life though, you know? Yes. Yes, 100%. I think it's sometimes the only way to survive the trauma is through laughter. And the fact that you told Phil to go find some hot bitch is so funny. (laughs) Well, look, I told him he could could fuck some hot bitches. I didn't tell him he could settle down and start a family with them. I'm sorry. I apologize. I I worded that wrong. I am sorry. Phil, you cannot settle. You just dibble dabble. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. You just get on, you got to get on with it, you know, and there's like a power in that, to be honest. Like, so yeah, like I'm a bit tired, but I feel like also empowered because I got through this big, scary thing. And like, man, I dread those ones. Like I, mm. I do everything I can not to have that level of panic attack, yeah. but it happened, you know, and I, and I did it and I weathered it and, and I fucking was a badass and, and yeah, life moved on. I took my CBD oil. I went and saw a movie and here we are. So if you yeah. are prone to the big emotions as a lot of our community are, just don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't neglect your self-care, especially around that season. Cause yeah, it is, there's a lot of like different triggers. So How I'm was sure your festive period? <laughs> <laughs> Too much? Too much? No, I, I honestly would like to ask more. That's okay. okay. Yeah, please. Okay, good. Like how... Okay. How, how, like, how, what did you feel like in your body? Mm. I I don't want to like trigger anything. You know what I mean? You can ask anything. How, how was it for you? You, you said Mm. that you were kind of blacking out. Yeah. Like the whole, like, it's like every nerve in my body fires. It's like all my muscles, like tense to like a crazy level. 
And, but yeah, like I feel like all my nerves start to fire off and I'll feel random, random pains, like in my chest and in my face and like random jumping muscles that are really disconcerting. Just your whole body kind of like sweating, like super sweating, just like feeling like I can't form a sentence even because your brain just like kind of blanks out and then weird moments of clarity and just like, it's a lot. You know, when they like show in a movie in a scene when someone's on the ground dying and everything's pulsing. Yeah. 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 It's like that, but like your body's on fire inside. But like, yeah, with this kind of one, I'm used to the feeling of like my nerves firing off the muscle tensions, but the kind of like blacking out feeling, Mm -hmm. which once I catch my breath, I can, like, I was able to rectify it quite quickly. A lot of it has to do with the breath. Like once you, people don't realize like, and talking mental health stuff, like the breath is like the single most powerful way I control my panic attacks because taking a deep breath now to cleanse (laughs) because it's like every, for me personally, my experience, every time I've been having a panic attack, my breath has been lost to me. I'm, I'm basically not breathing. So you are literally blacking out because of like not enough air. So oh, yeah. it's just your body's fight or flight. Yeah. My body's telling me, my body's telling me I am dying, <laughs> you know? And so everything fires, you know, like it's just, so once you can catch your breath and get your breathing back in order, I, I'm pretty good now, even with a big one like that. Like I went out that night because I was like, I'm not going to, you have two options, right? You curl up in your bed and you like yeah. wish for the world to end or you get on with it. And I think I've spent so many years healing and like working on this that like I'm able to do the latter now, just get on with it because I am stronger. I'm not where I was. The scary thing when it happens is fearing that dark place when I had my nervous breakdown and winding up like having that again every, because there was a period where I lived where I would experience that all day, every day, that sensation. That's the only reason I'm able to weather it and be like, you're not dying. You don't need to go to hospital. But every time it feels like you are, like proper big panic attacks, they're not good. <laughs> they're not They're not something you want. But, yeah, there's, oh, there's so many random symptoms that like, which is why even doctors will say go to the hospital because especially like if you get chest pain or whatever. But I don't know. I chose not to this time because I was like, Let's just see. I will kind of want to fuck around and find out. Like I can't, I didn't want to go into hospital every time it happens, especially knowing the end of the year can be a bit more triggering for me because I tend to have a lot on my mind. I was like, let's just see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, and you weathered it and yeah. How do you feel like in your body the days after, like, Mm. do you feel like the after effects? Like totally. Yeah. Like, that level of uh like anxiety as a general is exhausting like it's one of the reasons I get tired so easily but again like I've really built myself up and spent a lot of time on self-care so I tend to have a lot more energy than like it's you can't even compare it to how I was before like I can do most things now and have energy for it but yeah like obviously one like that it does like it levels you a bit like you are a lot more low in energy 
it's it's exhausting it's like running a mar like your body just ran a marathon for you on the spot because everything yeah. fires for a while and I tend to be more prone to being more anxious afterwards like I'm a bit more easily triggered I'm a bit more easily exhausted but I have so many tools in my belt now that like I'm able to and I'm so lucky how I've set up my life I'm able to just kind of withdraw a bit more and like nourish myself and yoga is like insanely good for all that mm -hmm. nervous tension. Like meditation is, is equally important for the brain side of it. Just like kind of grounding myself, like it kind of prevents a lot. It's why I so rarely have ones like that anymore because I'm usually more grounded and I don't let myself stay up in my head so much. Cause that's when it happens the most for me when I like let myself ruminate, but yeah, yoga, fuck. Yoga has saved me so many times from like so much internal, like chronic pain in your body. It can be really uncomfortable after you want to shit yourself because your stomach's upset, <laughs> you know, like you, I, a lot of bloating and stuff. It just, it messes your body up. It's not, it's not nice. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Like it's a real, uh, it's a cruel, it's a cruel fate. But even like when I was chatting to my therapist, she was like, yeah, she's like, but the only reason you were able to pick yourself up like that is because you of all everything you've dealt with already. Like that's right. why you're able to manage it this way. So I was kind of like, yeah, in a I know people hate when you say it, but I wouldn't say I'm grateful for anxiety in any way, but I'm grateful that I've been able to pivot and use it as power. Cause I don't think I'd be doing this. I don't think I'd be chasing my dream of writing. I don't think I'd have a podcast. I don't think I would have a husband <laughs> if I wasn't so anxious and afraid of the world, you know, like, cause it kind of made me like face my demons every day. You know, you face yeah. your worst nightmare every day and somehow you're still there, you know, mm. sorry, yeah. it got dark, <laughs> it got deep. No, it's powerful. And I mean, honestly, it's, it's kind of beautiful to see you battle through it and then, you know, come out on the other side, like, like a freaking warrior and you know it's not something that is gonna go away but now you have these tools because you put in so much work yeah before and um like I've just been really thinking about like how just being alive is so beautiful and mm -hmm. like how like god yeah. there's so many tragedies mm. like firing off at any given moment where people are just losing the ones they love yeah. or, you know, or, or passing away themselves. And so it's like to be here is, I mean, obviously it's not always easy to be alive, mm -hmm. but to be here is beautiful and worth fighting for. And you have those things, you have the husband and goose and all these things. And it is, it's so beautiful to fight for, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I've, just been kind of on that that road myself of just trying to remember to mm. be grateful and live yeah. and get off the phone and and like and and you know we talked about that in our last episode what we wanted for mm -hmm. you know ourselves in this coming year and yeah. and I have been really trying to read and watch as much as yeah. I can because those are things I really love to do I love sitting I realized I just love yes, sitting. Yes, claim it. 
I should probably not sit so much, but I really love it. I love sitting and reading. And, um, and I've just been, I've been reading so many books and, Mm. and hanging out with the kids and watching movies with them and, and, and Armando too, he's there too. And, you know, so it's like every day we're here really is such a blessing. And, you know, thinking that you were like going through this, Mm. this panic attack and, but you're like, you know what? My life is so good and perfect. You know, Phil, have your fun for a little bit. But like everything else is <laughs> so good. Like it's a, it's kind of like a beautiful thing to know that you're like, I'm good. Life is. Mm. Life is good. I wouldn't say perfect, but it's like I, I think, um, like you said, like, man, I, I can get depressed quickly if I start to pick apart things, and like, I, it's something I'm learning to manage as well. Like I definitely have that depressive side. And like, I think one of the things about it is like you said, I definitely have been spending time thinking about that, like life in general. And, and in a weird way, that's also helping me manage some of like my depressive moments, my panic attack moments. Cause I'm like, as shit as it is, like if this is here in this moment, like I'm feeling I'm alive, let me feel it. Let me be in my skin and feel like this, this moment, like, because it's part of me too, you know? And I think, yeah, like, it's not always easy to have that mindset. I think we both know that about each other, you know, that like, there's, there's plenty of days the, the podcast doesn't see, you know, we know that about each other, (laughs) but I also think it's also what we both love about each other. Cause yeah, like, why not, why not have some fun in this life? Cause I do think it's so rare and like wild and, you know, there's no escaping death at the end. Anyway, we might as well live while we're here. <laughs> I know. I, it's so sad. It's, it's so sad. sad. <laughs> Let's just say it's it so though. Sad. That's it. Yeah. Though, isn't it? And the older you get, the closer it feels. <laughs> I and think the more fragile life feels, you know, like I'm not going to pretend yeah. that one of the reasons I'm in therapy isn't because I have the occasional existential crisis. I do. I do. You can't not be an overthinking writer and not think about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We might as well talk about it, you know, and that's why I try to be so open about this stuff because we're all experiencing a version of it, you know, like we might as well. <laughs> we might as well laugh we might as yeah. well you know there's I give myself a day here and there to feel really fucking miserable and sorry for myself but at the end of the day yeah like it is my own imperfectly perfect world that I've created and you know like yeah what else can you do <laughs> yeah you you freaking hold hands with your community and you laugh through the fire yeah that's your day that's it yeah you're hearing it here listeners the meaning of life (laughs) on the podcast we're just laughing about death and making (laughs) making sex jokes about panic attacks (laughs) it's just how we roll the only way to do it it's the only way to but But no i appreciate as always you making like a comfortable safe space for me to talk about it and yeah i appreciate you asking questions you can always ask if you're curious like i I think um, even though it's scary to talk about, it's like more scary not to talk about it. I'm realizing mm. it helps me feel, it's like, I love helping others by sharing, but it also helps me. It helps me feel mm. seen and 
and like it's not just invisible you know yeah yeah no I it, <laughs> I mean even something as silly as like telling an embarrassing yeah moment in life once you let it out you're like oh okay it's yeah still really embarrassing but people can relate <laughs> um so, so right you're so right. Um, I see we have three minutes left. We should probably read Camilla's bio before yes. I go on another tangent again, which is really like possible. <laughs> I'm going to let you do it today because I have right. talked enough. Okay. Camilla Cole is a pseudonym of a Jamaican-born, American-raised author. By day, she works in publishing, and by night, she frantically types words she hopes to see in a book on shelves one day. In the past, she's also worked as a journalist and at a hotel, two jobs that gave you amazing stories to tell at parties. You know, if she went to parties. Oh, she is an introvert. She's told us yeah. this herself. A graduate of New York University, Camila is currently based in the tri-state area, where she's usually playing Kingdom Hearts for the hundredth time, quoting early SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> episodes, or crying her way through Zuko's redemption arc in Avatar The Last Airbender. She is represented by Emily Fornery, Fornery at Book In <laughs> Literary Agency. Now I have to I tell can... you, you, you don't even know how much I had to like hold myself back from asking her about Avatar stuff. But I was like, I'm you probably had you it. I know, yeah. I feel like you've had it up to here of me guilting you into watching it. I left that one. I left that yeah, one for a future. I was shocked you didn't ask her about Avatar oh, because wow. when you said, oh, about the bio, and I thought, oh, here we go. Here I really go. wanted to hear Not some Avatar. trashy hotel stories because, you know, like I also used to work in a hotel and you really do oh. see things. <laughs> mine what? was a brief, mine was a brief foray, but yeah, you definitely, people are beastly. People are beastly. Like, <laughs> The shit I saw, like, I remember immediately jumps to mind. I remember because I was doing housekeeping and I remember going into a room and it was just all red. I We we all panicked. We thought someone's been murdered. There's slashes of red over the whole room. And we went into the shower. The whole shower was bloody. We're, like, oh. getting ready to call someone. My manager was, like, getting ready to call. And then I found a packet of bright red hair dye. So this beach had like dyed her hair, but like it looked like she had rolled around the room after oh she dyed her God. hair in like manic, you know, like those ultra bright colors, red, yeah. all over the room. Right. I want to hear, I want to hear those stories. So next time we have Camilla on, I'm gonna like probe a little more into that. But yes, <laughs> before it cuts us off, without further ado, <laughs> the Camilla Cole. Here she Hell is. yes. Hell yes. Oh, I like the picture. Yes, it's giving autumn realness. Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh. You guys look amazing. We were that just saying we got glammed up for you today. We <laughs> you guys got glammed up and I'm literally in like my bear pajamas right now. So <laughs> I, I love feel like it. maybe I should have put some effort in here. Nope, you're perfect. You are perfect <laughs> you are in perfect. every way. Do you have rainbow <laughs> braids in? They're glorious. I sure do. They're to match my my <gasps> book cover. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so smart. So yeah. cool. They're for my launch. So here's hoping that other people like <laughs> I'm gonna launch a book. 
you're launching. I mean, you are really launching a book. I mean, oh, it's happening. Oh. How do you how do you feel? Um, I'm in a near constant state of terror and dread. <laughs> um, <laughs> but other debuts have told me that this is completely normal. Yeah, 100%. I think I'm holding it together well, you know, like I can still smile. I haven't burst into tears yet on this <laughs> podcast anyway. <laughs> That's well, really... We've only just begun. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. The night is still young. Maybe I shouldn't jinx myself so soon. <laughs> We cry on the podcast all the time. So if it happens, you're in good company. <laughs> okay, good. Always good to hear. <laughs> we can all just sob together. It'll be very cathartic. Yeah, I think that's just how life in publishing is. You know, yeah. you just, you sob together, you laugh together, you do it all. Mm, you laugh uh, and sob together. Yeah, 100%. I, 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 what was that? <laughs> you feel terror at all the things required of you. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the good things, the bad things, the medium things, just pure terror all the time. We're making this job sound great. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, though. Well, I mean, it's funny. Like, I remember, like, going through debut, not like it was that long ago. I'm still debut author. Sinners, I owe. But I honestly was, like, going through such a spiral mm. mentally, you know, through debut. It's a, it's a wild experience. And oh, there she is. There they are. Oh, thank you. I did not mean to have that so close, but you know, opportunity struck. <laughs> hey, keep Sinner's Isle with you at all times. But, but I remember like spiraling and you just get so caught up in your head sometimes. And uh, Jill too, who um, we all love. Amazing. Uh, Author she- of The Divided Sky. That's exactly right. Um, debuting this year. She reminded me to to celebrate for my past self, for the the self that wrote this book that wanted to start writing in the first place, just to celebrate all of like you know for her. So, yeah, so we can be scared and nervous, but we also just got to celebrate because really, it's such a huge thing. And your book is gorgeous. I've been seeing it everywhere. It's all <laughs> over the internet. It is breaking the internet. Uh, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> it's true. I see it everywhere. Um, but before we get into your book, we want to get into a little bit more about you. We want to know some random facts, which we have, um, you know, painstakingly put together this hardcore list, um, <laughs> you know, of really in-depth facts. So let's get into the first one, which is what is the strangest thing you own? Um, the strangest thing that I own is probably seven different copies of The Stardust Thief by Chelsea Abdullah. And I want to be really cool and be like, oh, they're like a bunch of like special edition copies that I collected. But no, like it's three of the hardcover and like two of the paperback. (laughs) Um, And then one special edition copy. Yeah, but it's I've got seven copies of that one book. I just love it a lot you know you just so, see it in the store and you're like you know what I need another one I'm not kidding I that really doesn't <laughs> I mean it's that's great exactly. for the authors like that worms are like this you know like we yeah. just, more we just need to collect them more is better yeah. I agree you're single-handedly keeping her afloat right now at this very moment <laughs> yeah yeah she's welcome she can thank me later yes she must all right number two 
What is something you think about way too often? Uh, I would say that my Roman Empire is Once Upon a Time, which was a show that used to air on ABC. <laughs> and it is a show about fairy tales who have been transported to our modern world and are stuck under a curse where they don't remember, you know, who they are and who they're in love with. And, you know, the girl who's the daughter of Snow White and Prince Charming has to come back and break their curse. Um, and honestly... It was terrible, but it was amazing. And I think about it every single day of my life. I would say that my social media presence is like 30% book promo and then 70% me bringing up some random thing that happened once upon a time and then making a whole thread about it because that show was wild in all the best ways and I'll never move on. So why should any of you? <laughs> I love that so much but that's the thing like some of these things that have a special place in our heart they're like they maybe weren't even trendy in their time they just like <laughs> somehow grabbed a hold of us and held us forever. Yes <laughs> it's about the nostalgia I could not recommend this show to anyone but I recommend this show to everyone you know. <laughs> I hear that I like I still can like very clearly remember what rumpled stiltskin looked like like in his like glistening form yeah. it was like green and had glitter on his face all time. but he played it so well he could so good he was like oddly hot and you were like i'm not sure if you're supposed to be hot but you're hot yes that's True. my whole childhood with so many characters i'm like am i supposed to be attracted to this teddy bear probably not Probably not. <laughs> but listen, your kids, you know, you feel how you feel and then you move on and that's between you, God, and AO3. <laughs> that's the truth right there. And that's, I think, why we all have become writers in yeah. some way. We just get to do it in our own fashion. We get to keep on creating stories and love interests and all the fun stuff. <laughs> I love it. Is there okay. um, a special place? Like, do you have a favorite place somewhere that you like to go to? Like when you really just want to feel, I don't know, happy or comfort? Um, That special place would be my bed. Mm -hmm. I love to be in my bed. I am an introvert, believe it or not. So my like when I am leaving my apartment to go somewhere, I am already thinking, when do I get to go back to bed? <laughs> <laughs> so my comfort place is wherever my nearest bed is. Mm -hmm. I am upset I'm not in bed right now. <laughs> you should have you should have just recorded in bed. I honestly considered it, but then you guys wouldn't be able to see my hair. Oh, uh, okay. No, I'm it's glad. show off. Yeah, I'm glad for it. <laughs> you just have to set the camera up so it's got hair angled. So it's giving hair angles, but you're like you know cozy in bed. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Bring me back. Bring me back yes, for another Of course. Deal. Yeah, just a halo of hair in the bed. I think that's perfect. Okay, last hard-hitting question <laughs> is if you could be any animal... What would it be? Um, I would be a cat because I have a cat. Her name is Sora Mittens Cole. And all she does is sleep, then wake up and get scratches and then go back to sleep. And I want that to be my life, you know? Mm. I am working hard to keep a roof over her head and keep her in cat toys and she is asleep. <laughs> I think about so I this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will be working like at my day job and then I'll turn my head and she's asleep on the bed and I'm like, why can't I be you? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I agree. That's good. I like that. Pets have it good. Pets have it good in their lives. They're just like little queens and kings in their palace (laughs) ruling over us. They Mm -hmm. rule us. Let's be real. They trained us into this. (laughs) And we thank them for it. We're just like, oh, you're so cute. You can have whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. especially cats, especially cats, because yes. you are starving for their love. Like a yeah. cat in particular, you're like, please, I'll do anything you want. Just look at me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> okay, but my dog is like a, a cat dog because seriously, I'll be like, come goose, come baby, give mama a hug. And she'll just be like, just stare at me and like not come. I'm like, you're not a real dog. What like yeah. <laughs> what are like, we doing you have here? To work for this? You have to work. <laughs> What's really funny action. is that Sora is a dog cat. I call her that all the time because I cannot go anywhere in this apartment. She follows me everywhere. If I come to the door, she runs to the door. While I'm working, she's trying to climb my leg, like, pay attention to me. And I'm like, go away. Go be a cat. Oh, I love her. I love that. You, do, does she have her own little laptop, like a little kitty laptop? No, I want to get her one. Um, But my friends keep making fun of me. So there was an article, I think on like BuzzFeed or whatever, that was like, here's a bunch of stuff to get your cat if you want to spoil them. And she has most of those items already. So I was like, no more toys. Not until your birthday. <laughs> What's her name? Her name is Sora Mittens. Sora. Cole. Oh, yes. She gets the whole full. Yeah. Well, of course. She's a member of the family. Yeah. Is Sora from something? Like, is it from a a character or something? Yes. It's from my favorite video game in the whole world, Kingdom Hearts. That's the name of the main character. And he just bounces around Disney universes, um, helping the stories play out properly. And I've always loved him. So as soon as I got a cat, that was the name. There was no debate. Perfect. I love love it. Okay, yeah. well, we now we know everything about your cat. <laughs> this is never about me. This is about my cat. <laughs> Which I love. I feel like we could keep going for a solid 45 minutes about it. <laughs> but I want to know, did you did you know you always wanted to be a writer? Like take us through how this all came to be. Um, yes, I did kind of always know, like for at least as far back as I can remember. I don't know what I was doing when I was like 2. But (laughs) like I learned how to read from Hooked on Phonics. I moved to this country and I just wanted to write stories. Um, I would collect printing paper from like the printer at school because in my day, (laughs) when I was young, home computers weren't really a thing, you know, like you would go to school and there's a computer. Um, So I would steal from the printer at school and I would staple the papers together and write a story that took up the entirety of the printing paper um and it just like stories were a real and writing was a really huge escape for me because you know as a new immigrant to the country I couldn't really speak the way that everyone um else did and when I did try like it didn't people weren't nice you know because it was the 90s and being different was like slightly less tolerated than it is now not that it's like amazing now but you know so yeah. writing was my because I was like if I can't speak better than you I'm gonna get better grades in English I'm gonna know all the grammar like y'all will have nothing on me um <laughs> Aries spite um so writing was always my escape but it was also just something that I really 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 loved doing I love 
telling stories and I always wanted to share those stories with other people not people that I know mm. no one I knew was allowed to know I'd write books but I was very determined to get published so I guess everyone else could know um it didn't make sense but you know what I thought I could pull it off mm. yes and you did <laughs> you I did, did. <laughs> here we are now, here we are ask, when people bring up their star sign I always like to know like what's something when you when you say you're an Aries what's something like that's like super Aries that you identify with um probably the spitefulness you know like you tell Aries no they're like yes you know you tell Aries you can't you're like I can like like they're very they're the first sign of the zodiac so they're kind of known as the child of the zodiac in the good and bad ways you know they have the youthful exuberance and the energy and just like that you know love for the world that children have but they're also stubborn and dramatic and exhausting and obnoxious (laughs) and I've always identified with both sides of Aries polarity I gotta be honest (laughs) I embrace it (laughs) <laughs> embrace it embrace it I freaking love that yeah, I love this I love this journey for you too I, mm. it, and I feel yeah. like even those like negative sides of of these things like if you're self-aware about it it can be like really endearing let's be real like I often think about like anime characters and how like the most stubborn petty ones are often my favorite <laughs> so true no it's the truth though there's something so pure and good and like just fun when somebody really embraces the good and the bad and just Mm -hmm. is like this is just who I am and it's like I love it yeah yeah I'm just in my like I'm in my 30s now and I think that like when I turned 30 there was just kind of this switch where I'm like this is what you get (laughs) I'm not making any more transformations guys like either you accept this or like I don't know what to tell you and like yes that's not the best thing in the world because I do have my flaws and I like to think I'm pretty self-aware about them but you know what I feel like I hope that my good traits you know balance those well enough that I am a worthwhile person to know but I guess I'll ask my friends no my my closest people like tend to see like a really fiery occasion like I will rear up the like fiery Croatian in me like I will not see my friends disrespected and I like I have to vent about things I'm a real external processor poor Montoya's had her dms overrun with my thoughts many a time but they still for some reason they still love us they still love us it's because the good outweighs the bad I really do think so like once you become more yourself and more comfortable with that like I think that people are just attracted to that kind of confidence so Mm -hmm. I like that about you Melanie Yeah. Well, what what do you like about me? No, I'm just. Kidding. I like everything, everything. about you. As well. Everything. everything. <laughs> I agree. I had to put that in there. Um. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Let's make this about me again. Yeah. Um, we should. No, 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 no. Uh. What was I wanting to ask you? Oh. Okay. You mentioned you wanted to kind of keep it your writing hidden from your family. Mm. I'm. I'm guessing they know now. <laughs> do they is this Uh are they gonna learn on debut day or like on the shelf so here's the thing I was doing pretty good you know Camilla Cole is not my real name you know I was doing real good and then I went home for a vacation and my dad was like you know we know who you are right and I was like what's that supposed to mean (laughs) so ominous and then he was like you're Camilla Cole. And I was like, 
that's my friend. You know, I was printing their book so that I could read their book. That's not me. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he recited verbatim my author bio from my website. <laughs> wow. And I was like, I am caught. <laughs> like, I was like on a police lineup. Like, I admit everything <laughs> on the record. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> and now they know. And my parents will be coming to my launch. But before that terrifying confrontation, only my sister and my best friend knew anything. Wow. Yeah. I love the drama of this. <laughs> My dad is so dramatic, I swear. <laughs> and my life was flashing before my eyes. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why you? Why were you nervous about it? Just because? Yeah, tell me why. Is this too personal? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, don't worry. I have my media answers. Um, but it's just like my parents have never been like. They're such supportive, such good people, but like they never, I, when I got up the courage to share my writing with them, like I remember like, I think my mom lost it or something and they never finished reading it. And like, that was such a big deal for me that I was like, never again. Um, I am very easily discouraged by even small things because I have anxiety. Um, so it just became a thing where it's like, if I like have to do this again, then I'm just like, I'm never going to get my dreams, let my dreams come true. So, you know, the plan was always to write under a pen name to keep my day, my day job and my like writing life as separate as possible. But like, just became this thing where I'm like, I'm not telling anybody anything. <laughs> like I, I'm going nowhere with this. Um, if I fail, no one will know. If I succeed, that's my business. Um, yeah. And then they just found out and they have been lovely and supportive to the point where I kind of feel bad for leaving them out of the process to this point. But you know, I feel like old habits just die hard, you know? Totally. And what, like, it's so beautiful that it has come full circle and now the cat's out of the bag and they're coming <laughs> to your event. I mean, that's so, they are. God, that's so exciting. And uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. And it, it definitely sounds like it, it could be a really good book. Like this feels like a really great like story. <laughs> Is it? Is it going to be? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in like 10 years when the trauma of the moment has faded, then I could write it into a book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for right now, like every time I think about it, the Kill Bill sirens just start playing in my head. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Like sometimes you need uh, space from the trauma <laughs> to write about it. Just need like nine more years and then it'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. Well, when speaking yeah. of like lengths of time that it took to do things that was a terrible segue but she tried tell us a bit about your <laughs> tell us about your querying and submission process <sighs> okay so that was kind of roundabout so I have been working on so let them burn since about 2018 um which is when well let me save that for a later question um but since like 2018 it took me two years and like 38 rewrites and edits to get the book because I've never I'd never revised a book re before I'd gotten to the point where I could finish it mm. but like revisions what was that mm. what's that about and when do you stop you know so um, when I finally felt like it was ready for querying I had sent it off like one more round to betas and then um hit mad was coming up and I was like, oh, I'm so not ready for Pit Mad. But then people started being like, tomorrow in Pit Mad, I'll be posting my, you know, this or that. Mm -hmm. Pause. 
Hit Mad is a Twitter pitching competition for any listeners who don't know, where you basically do a one-line pitch of your book with all the hashtags um, and agents will come and like it or completely ignore it and destroy your dreams. Um, <laughs> one or the other. That's real. But, um, that, is, that is writer realness right there. <laughs> maybe I'm getting too real with the audience right now. No, I love it. <laughs> But yeah, so this one was pit mad and I wanted to participate, but I just didn't have the courage and I didn't have my notes back yet. And then my friend, Emma, um, Emma Lore, the author of Tweet Cute and Begin Again and how many of her books can I plug on this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) But she was like, I think you should do it. And I was like, you know what? I should. So I did. And the tweet actually ended up blowing up. It got like hundreds of likes. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this is my moment. I'm going to be rich and famous. <laughs> and then I sent out my queries and rejection and rejection and silence and rejection. Um, you know, lying on the floor crying, telling my friend I was going to quit and run away to the mountains. Months passed. I didn't sleep. <laughs> it was, you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the running to the mountains thing is like real, like every couple so real. months, maybe like I'd say once a month. I like have a meltdown to my other week. Yeah. And I'm just like, should we just move to the country and get some goats? <laughs> I'm already there, apparently. I'm already there. I'm already there. <laughs> but yeah, but then, but then, but then. Um, I met my agent, who is incredible, and also my worst enemy, and also my hero, and also a terrible human being. Um, (laughs) um, We, you know, signed a contract, and then we were out, and uh, we went on sub um, in September? In September. Yes, let's say September. We went on sub in September of 2021. And then we got the offer like late April, early May of 2022 and announced in June of 2022. And now it is 2024. (laughs) And that book comes out in eight days. Man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What a story though. And like, it, it makes me so happy for you to see all this buzz about your book because Truly, you've been working your ass off to get it here. And now it's here. It's just terrifying because, you know, I went from, I remember the first time that my best friend read some of my work, it led to a huge fight between us, actually, because Hmm. she stole my notebook that I was always writing in out of my backpack. She made photocopies of the pages. Then she replaced the notebook. And then when we were on the phone that night, she read from the photocopy pages to me and I hung up on her <laughs> and we didn't talk for a month. <laughs> but because that happened, she became like my first and strongest supporter. She read and kept absolutely any piece of writing that I gave her. She has like a big binder with all of my old writing on it. And she had to sit through so many stories that never saw the end before I finished my first book when I was like 27 or wow. something. Wow. Um, so if, that's why my book is dedicated in part to her because without her doing all that. 
<laughs> I'm smiling so hard right now because it comes right back to what you were saying before, which is like, we all have like that. That's like a lot. Like I'd be really mm-hmm. pissed at my friend too, but obviously mm-hmm. in your relationship, the good outweighs the bad and it like wound up being a good thing. But like, that is like, uh, that is a testament to like your friendship <laughs> with that person. <laughs> To be fair to her, we were 14 years old. So our uh, frontal lobes were so far from developed at that time. Oh man. This this also sounds like it should be a book or some sort of sitcom. I feel like your life just yeah. needs to be played out in real time for all of us. It, it does. And house, just in your people. bio, um, that you have worked as a journalist and at a hotel. Oh. And they're two jobs that give you I'm just like it's flagging my memory that that, that your bio said that. I'm like now I kind of want to know what are some of these amazing <laughs> stories now I've heard these other ones. Um, I would say like from working in the fr- at the front desk of a hotel, you really see like the worst of humanity and you learn how to smile. Mm. No matter what is going on, you smile. Um, so yeah, I that whole time really taught me like just keep the smile on, get out of the situation. People are terrible. Um, I don't want to give too many very specific details about the hotel, but like it was a time. Um, <laughs> it, it was a time. And as for being a journalist, like I met Rihanna twice in one week, you know, and I got to hug Ashley Tisdale and like <laughs> Ashley so, Tisdale. Like I just have random pictures of on my phone of me with celebrities. So like you want me to start name dropping right here I can but like those are the kind of stories I got from being a journalist because I was an entertainment journalist so again we need a sitcom we need a sitcom (laughs) of your life (laughs) and I mean that in the most like complimentary way it sounds like you have lived and I love it I'm (laughs) I love it Okay, well, tell us about So Let Them Burn, because again, like I keep saying, I see it everywhere, and rightly so. I've heard nothing but amazing things, so I'm waiting for mine to arrive. Um, But yeah, tell us a little bit about your your story. Um, So So Let Them Burn, I pitched it as a Jamaican-inspired Joan of Arc with dragons. Um, That's the elevator pitch. Damn. But it... Thank you. (laughs) But it is about, you know, these two sisters. The first one was chosen by the gods to wield their magic to free her island nation from dragon riding, a dragon riding empire. And she did that when she was only 12 years old. And now it's been five years. She still has all of this cosmic power. She is so freaking bored. (laughs) But then she regrets saying that she was bored because soon her older sister bonds with an enemy dragon and the gods tell her the only way to break the bond is to kill her sister whoa yeah they got a lot going on that is like (laughs) everything i want right now (laughs) that sounds amazing now what where do you think the inspiration came from for this book um it came from a lot of different things you know I've always loved dragons but the main piece of the story came in 2018 during the Met Gala which was the heavenly bodies theme when Zendaya showed up dressed as Joan of Arc um I've always been a huge 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 fan of Joan of Arc's story um maybe I shouldn't say that because it was really tragic but like (laughs) you know it's fascinating I've always found it super fascinating because she was 12 
when she went to war and she was 19 when they burned her at the stake. So like she had a lot happen to her in a very, very short time to become a martyr and then a saint. Um, so I've always been fascinated. But when I saw Zendaya at the Met Gala, that was the first time I was like, she could be black, mm. you know? And her story of being hearing voices that tell her to go and help liberate France from the um, from the English, it really translates well to you know the story of Jamaica's like journey of getting liberated from the English. <laughs> so you know, once I started thinking about this in terms of my own cultural history and the history of my island, like the story beats kind of started to fall together, and it was just pouring out of me and then the dragons are there because dragons. I I cannot I mean yes the dragons are there as a symbol of imperialism <laughs> and the you know military war complex that makes danger out of blah 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 but they're just cool <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I love that so much I also love dragons so yes yes I need yes. it and I and love I them so much There's a lot of things that like sometimes people read into the symbolism and stuff we write. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and sometimes we just need dragons. Sometimes dragons. we just need fucking dragons. <laughs> I had the whole answer ready. Like I can't cut the dragons because they symbolize this, this, and this. But honestly, they are there because I've loved dragons my whole life and I want them to be there. <laughs> mm. Yes, that's it. That's, that's it. it. I love that you took inspiration, though, from something like Zendaya at the Met Gala. Like, mm. I I love that because it, it really is this beautiful thing where you do, like, sometimes inspiration just comes and you just have to go with it. And so I think that's so, so cool. And I, I clearly remember her outfit. And, I mean, anything Zendaya wears, she's winning. She's good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is so beautiful. I freaking love that. And I can't freaking wait for your book. Oh my <laughs> God, I'm excited. I'm so excited. <sighs> yeah. That cover yeah. is a masterpiece. Like, oh. so eye-catching. I agree. I see it everywhere. It just, it lights up the gram. Like, it really Thank does. Thank you it your so eye. much. It was yeah. done by um, Jamaican artist Taj Francis. He's wow. the um did the art behind it. And then my designer is Jenny Kimura, who works at Little Brown Young Readers. But mm -hmm. Taj was just, he was like, I had to do this for a fellow Jamaican author. Like, I just really, like, I wanted to do this. And he turned out something that was so completely gorgeous that when they first showed it to me, I could not believe mm -hmm. that was for my book. I was like, I'm not sure I wrote a book cool enough for that cover. <laughs> you did. You clearly, clearly <laughs> did. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about it. Um, like what has been, uh, you know, just the hardest part so far from your journey? Um, I think it's the waiting. I mean, something that a lot of authors like to say is that publishing is all about the hurry up and wait, you know, like you will hear nothing for ages and then everything in one day, you'll get it back in by the next day and then hurry up and wait because you're waiting again. Like, that has been very hard for me as someone who has anxiety, you know, um, just if I don't hear anything, I assume the worst. If I do hear anything, I assume the worst. <laughs> it's just been a very hard adjustment of being like, I want to know this thing, but like, I won't get any answers about it. It may be months, it may be five seconds, but that silence does not necessarily mean bad. It just means nothing's going on um that's really 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 hard to adjust to so 
everybody, if you want to go into traditional publishing, like practice patience and probably like meditation or something, you'll need it. Yeah. You're talking to my heart right now. I meditate <laughs> daily. <laughs> this is why. Publishing gives you anxieties you didn't even realize you had. Well, I'm an anxiety girl too. So like I'm there with you, like feeling that you're right. Like, yeah, I, I totally agree. The weight is like, you just kind of have to become this, I don't know, this sentient God of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Just like paused, but yeah. <laughs> what about the best part so far? Um, the best part has definitely been connecting with other writers. Um, so I work in publishing, and like three jobs ago, my job was as an assistant publisher, publicity assistant. Oh my gosh, I can speak! I swear. Um, my job was an assistant publicity like person, and it just I got that job because I love love talking about other people's books don't ask mm -hmm. me about my book but I love <laughs> boosting other people's books like I'm always posting like threads on Twitter or like random like book hauls on my Instagram just because you know I know that for me it's that like as a reader your favorite book could be a book that you just never heard of because so many books come out in a year and it just really saddens me to think that somebody who needed a book may have just like completely missed ever hearing about that book mm -hmm. um so that's why I wanted to be a publicity assistant but like even now I think the best part has been connecting with other authors other debuts other authors who I used to read who got me to this point like there's such a huge and beautiful community um and obviously like not everyone's great mm -hmm. <laughs> not everyone actually wants to be your friend mm -hmm. it's pretty much the same as like all the rest of life but when you find those people, you know, who are like truly kind and who truly like want to help you and want to know you, like it just, it just makes this entire experience so, so, so much better. I'm not, I'm an introvert, but I'm not a loner. I could not do this without my cat. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, my cat pets welcome. Pets are welcome on the pod. <laughs> my cat just jumped up here and scared me. I could not do this without my friends <laughs> your cat was like i am your friend yeah. i am here i am all she you is, need she's my only friend <laughs> oh, that's powerful i i see somehow we have two minutes left so i want to ask um like looking back at all you've accomplished what advice would you give a younger version of yourself before you started this journey um i would definitely tell her to just embrace the things that make her different um because as a kid I was just full of so much self-loathing for my accent for my food for my culture that was keeping me from assimilating into American culture you know for the things that I was into which was that awful dirty anime manga thing no one was talking about like, you know like every single thing that I was into just served to make me feel more isolated from other people at the time and I know that a lot of that with just me being a kid and super dramatic, but like just if, sh if I had learned to embrace the things that make me who I am 
um, sooner, I would have had such a different life and such a different experience. And I'm so much happier now that I just let my freak flag fly and see who wants to join in my parade, you know, <laughs> that yeah. I wish I could tell my younger self that like, she doesn't have to change a single thing about herself. She just has to, you know, learn which parts of herself she likes and then discard anything that doesn't serve her and she will live a happy life. Oh my yes. Lord. That was, yes. yes. <laughs> that was like so perfect. And the way you worded it is just perfect. Cause yeah, it is also finding it for yourself, which of those parts you align with in your heart. Cause the, mm -hmm. yeah, there are parts of yourself that you want, that you want to get rid of sometimes too, yeah. you know, like personally, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I love that so much. And it's so true. And like, I can't believe we've got less than a minute to, to go. Ah! We don't know where the time went. <laughs> we'll have we're to having too much fun. I, we were, and we'll have to have you can, on every single time a new book yes. comes because there's plenty coming your from you so thank you for joining us thank you for yeah. being amazing and embracing your perfect wonderfulness and magicness <laughs> um, again thanks for coming and so we're so excited for you i can't yeah. freaking wait to read your book thank you guys so much this is one of my favorite podcasts i'm just so honored to have been here and like thank you for having me no no <laughs> we're honored yes. thank you like we are honored <laughs> 100% what Angela said the honor is all ours and yeah like you're welcome back anytime we could all the three of us could talk the house down I think clearly 